0: Hello and welcome to the Magnetic Woman podcast with me, your host, Pandora Paloma, a visibility and business mastery coach bringing a unique fusion of strategy meets spirituality to visionary entrepreneurs across the globe. With 20 plus years of communications experience and five years running my own online business, I help women in the online space and creative industries get seen and scale to their next level. This has looked like tripling their income in a year, getting fully booked in six months, sold out programs and executing five figure launches. Personally, I run my own multi six figure business. And in this podcast, I give you a behind the scenes of how I do this, my life and my method. If you're a visionary entrepreneur, mover and shaker, and you're ready to meet more of your magnetism, welcome to my world. Hello, hello, I am so thrilled to bring this episode to you today where I'm speaking to the lovely Sophia Bernardi, who I connected with through a mastermind that I am in. And what I really love about the conversation that we had today is it really shows how our past stories do not get to define our future. And you'll know what I mean as soon as she starts sharing her story and her turning points and the many turning points that have got her to where she is today. So Sophia works specifically with entrepreneurs at the very early stage of business and also scaling up to six figures. So if you are that at that stage, I think you're going to get so much from hearing her speak to how she supports her clients at that level and how she herself navigated those early stages. Now, if you are at a different stage of business, I'm absolutely certain you will receive something from this episode and be inspired to meet your next level. There's some real juicy outtakes in here. And I really, really hope that you enjoy this episode. So after that delicious introduction, Sophia, welcome to the Magnetic Woman podcast. How are you?
1: I'm really good, thank you. We're on opposite side of the world, so I'm finishing my day and you're starting. But it's uh, it's been a great day.
0: <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. I'm really excited. So we obviously we are in the same mastermind, and um, my connection to Australia just grows and grows and grows. I'm basically just meant to be there. I'm just meant to live there. I think everyone, my, <laughs> my my coach, my OBM, a lot of my friends, now my new sh- my sh- one of my shamanic teachers, all Australian, all Australian. Oh. You're welcome anytime. (laughs) You're you're the best peeps. You're the best peeps. Um, I would love to start this conversation by knowing the turning points that have got you to where you are today. So what's your journey?
1: Mm, I love this question. So obviously, just like everyone, I'm sure we have lots of turning points in our life that lead us to, to where we are now, whether they are big and small things. But I think there's definitely a couple of significant uh, moments in my journey that have definitely led me to not only starting a business, but also having the drive to you know, sustain those hard times in business and and scale it. You know, so if I think back to the very beginning, the first turning point was definitely when I turned sixteen. For context, I'm 25. Um, born and raised in Australia, but when I was sixteen, I actually found out that my dad had a gambling addiction. Which completely, if you know anything about addiction, you know that depending on how severe it is, it can completely destroy families. And that is absolutely what happened when, you know, my family and I kind of found that out and it, it became, you know, very quickly unsafe to, to be in that environment, I suppose. And so that led to my mom and dad splitting up and my mom wanting to be close to her family, which is over on your side of the world in Denmark um and so at age 16 with like a month's notice my mom my brother my sister and i packed a suitcase each and we moved to the other side of the world and um moving to a different culture, climate and country pretty much overnight um, for not so positive circumstances was not a fun time. It was extremely uncertain. And, you know, as a teenager, all you care about is your social life. And, you know, it's already uncertain as it is with your body and how you're changing, let alone throwing in all those factors. And so that really led to quite a few dark years in my life, just navigating all of that. You know, my mum was really struggling to process not only a divorce but also just having no money and the uh, trauma I suppose that came with having to move three children and dealing with that uncertainty as well so it was a really rough few years and nothing to do with Denmark and more so the circumstances of of how that came about. Um, Fast track a little bit though you know everything ended up working out okay. And I finished school there finally after starting and stopping so many times because I had to learn the language and decided to move back to Australia on my own, which was sort of another significant event of like living with my grandparents in their spare bedroom, working casual jobs to get by, not having like parent support. You know, my my dad and my mum just weren't able to provide for me in any way, which Really, just gave me this huge driving force of like, I've got nothing to fall back on. I really have to figure things out on my own. But I was really lost and stuck for a long time, like due to all these situations. I just had really low confidence in so myself. I'd only ever been told, you know, if you have a member of the family struggling with addiction or just pro- like problems in general, that you're not going to be. All your life's going to be hard. Like just all those statistics, which made things really challenging and. Um, So I had to really go through all of that, but moving back to Australia, just kind of figuring things out, I just felt really lost for a long time. And then I went through a breakup on top of that and it really forced me into gear of like, right, I need to learn how to love myself. I need to find my purpose. I need to get my life together. And so I started, you know, reading personal development books and that led me to going to one of Tony Robbins four day Um, events here in Sydney, Australia. I I used all my savings, flew to Sydney, went to that event. And there I just smashed through all of these limiting beliefs that I had that, you know, I wasn't good enough. I wasn't worthy of love. I was never going to be successful. And it was in that environment around black-minded people and, and entrepreneurs that I realized, oh, this is a career path coaching. I had no idea. But seeing Tony Robbins on stage, I was like, that's what i want to do if he's doing that it must be a thing you can do and i walked away from that event deciding right this is this is what i'm going to do and immediately i signed up for a coach and that was september 2019 and i've i've never looked back and that's really what led me to starting my business and it was all of those challenges that led up to that that has given me a really strong driving force of like i want to help people that struggled with the things that i was struggling with and um I think you know when you have lots of reasons why like you know not wanting to relive patterns of your parents and wanting to help other people you know that's a really strong driving force and that's what's enabled me to you know not just start my business but to actually grow and scale it as well fascinating fascinating I feel so
0: emotional hearing that story um having dealt with kind of you know addiction in my family as well it's 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 just so beautiful to hear that key turning point of like, I walked into that room and I walked out a different person, you know, the four day event with Tony Womans. and that's what it takes. And it's so, it's almost so simple in that moment that everything changes, you know, and I just love, love, love that. I'm really interested, um, whether, how your father's relationship to money and gambling has shaped your own relationship with money.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I had an appalling mindset with money, right? Because my whole reality and experience was that money breaks families apart, money is hard to come by, money like causes problems. Like, I've got goosebumps reliving this story and sharing it with all you because, you know, it was, yeah, I had a horrible mindset towards money. I, I was so scarce, and especially because he actually borrowed money from me at one point. So, not only did I witness kind of his whole situation, Unfold, but it it directly affected me in many ways. You know, when you're 16 and the only way you're making money is through babysitting at you know not that much money per hour. It took a long time to save up even just a thousand dollars, and for you know all those weekends where I wanted to spend time with friends, but instead I babysat my cousins, and then for it to be ripped away in a second, totally destroyed my mindset and and then just to see all the consequences that came with with everything around that. So it's a great question you ask and I remember so clearly once I had to like spend $5 on something and I started crying because that's how scarce I was with money. And now, you know, you and I are in the same mastermind. You know how much of an investment that is per month. And I have a team and I I spend money left, right and center now. Um, Of course, the healthiest profit margin, I have a very large savings. I'm very comfortable with money, but I still spend a lot of money um, as well. And back then it was just $5 was just everything and more to me. Whereas now you know, we, I think are much larger numbers, right? And I think it's because of all the money mindset work I had to do. So I just wanted to paint that picture of that's where it was. And now, you know, going on to building almost a million dollar business, like very different money mindset. I'm very abundant, very generous, very giving now. And what supported that I think was just the constant inner work I've had to do with my past in general and and healing my relationship with my dad, a lot of forgiveness, a lot of self-love. And I really believe that your relationship with money is very closely correlated to your relationship with yourself, right? And others. And so the more I've grown my relationship with myself, the more safe I felt with money as well. So I really just see it as a relationship. And as I've really worked on that in so many different ways, is I've noticed my spending, saving, attraction habits around money really shift. So it was a lot of money mindset work for sure.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. And creating the safety for you to keep it and hold it and yeah. know that by investing it, you'll create more. And, you know, I always say to my clients, like I read a money book probably every quarter, every, you know, twice love a it. year, they mm. say most of them. Let's be honest; like they're saying the same thing, just in a different oh, yeah. way, right? All the same thing. <laughs> but I still reinforce those beliefs on a very yes. regular basis, and just I think upholding that relationship to money and supporting yourself in that money mindset as a business owner, because you know, if, especially if you have a a desire to scale to another another bracket, you know, that's where you're gonna that's the stuff's still gonna come up. It doesn't matter how much you've done how much inner work how much self love mm. the stuff's going to come up every time you up level totally. so you know
1: yeah and like i um i think what also really helped me on top of you know reading the books implementing the journal questions and all of that is really just i i really studied quote unquote, successful people. Like when I first started this journey, like what was Tony Robbins doing? What was this person doing? Like, how do they show up? How do they think? What do they say? What do they do? And the common denominator between all of them is they all invest in themselves. And so I think just hearing that over and over again, really created that safety for me that investing in yourself isn't losing money. It's actually what creates success. And that really grounded me. It was just like modeling I I use quotation marks because success is different for everyone. But for what I found to be successful, I modeled them and they all invested in themselves. So I I walked away, you know, from that Tony Robbins event. Like it's something they drill into you so much that like all coaches have a coach. Every successful person has a coach, get a coach. And that might not be like the truth for everyone, but that was the belief I walked away with. And it's really served me uh, so much.
0: Mm, I built my coaching business. So I was already coaching, but the kind of business side of things based on a quote by Hal Elrod, which is success is the person you become. Yeah, And it's so true. And it doesn't matter how many times you hear people be like, yeah, I'm really supported in my business. I've got a therapist, I've got a coach, I've got, you know, this, 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 this. If you, it, it, It's so easy to think, yeah, 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 whatever I can do on my own. And I'm like, so hands up, like long-term coach, expect to be with this person for a really long time. She knows me really well and I've always been supported. And in the years, interestingly, where I haven't had support and I've gone, no, 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 because my story is I can do it on my own. (laughs) I'm like, oh yeah, it just, I'm not meeting the goals uh, because all my stuff is not coming out and being dealt with, you know? Um, so yeah, so, so true. So true. Okay. I would love to get onto, um, you specifically coach people kind of at those early stages and scaling to six. And, Mm -hmm we both remember those early stages. Like it is a tough ride. Yeah, Um, I think that's where you need the level of support that you do the most because you don't always have the evidence. You've really got to back yourself. And, you know, whilst I think there's always uncertainty at every stage of business, I think particularly in those early stages, like getting comfortable with the uncertainty of everything is, you know, can be challenging, right? So What do you think the key strategies are for people who are at those early stages, you know, scaling up to sort of 5k months and then beyond to sort of the six figure mark?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you and I've spoken about it already quite a bit in this episode, but I w- I would say other than obviously having support because, you know, mindset-wise, it's super wobbly in the beginning. Um and it just looks different, you know, every stage in business it continues there. It's just packaged differently. Um so other than having support and and working on your mindset being the most important because I really believe that your thoughts create your feelings and you're going to take action based on your feelings and your actions create your results. So if you, if you backtrack, it's it starts with your thoughts. So what thoughts are running the show? Like if you tell yourself you can't, then you won't. If you tell yourself you can, then you will kind of thing. And so working on your mindset, especially in the beginning stages of business, is going to be really supportive um, to be able to catch yourself. Well, what narrative is running the show here? Because that's going to say a lot about where you end up and So mindset's huge, but then other than that would be setting really rock solid foundations. So something I wish I had learned earlier in the beginning or when I reflect on when I actually started making money was when I started having, yes, a a process to follow, but understanding on why I'm doing what I was doing. So the first couple of coaches I had just told me what to do, but didn't tell me why. And so That's very chaotic for my brain if I don't understand why I'm doing something, because then you're fully reliant on just trusting that process instead of being able to use your own brain to make it work for you. And so it wasn't until I actually started learning why do you create a niche? Why do you need to have a specific offer? Why do I need to do this marketing strategy? Why is branding important? Why is messaging and content important? That's when I was able to start getting some momentum because I had the clarity. So that was the biggest thing that was holding me back in the beginning was lack of clarity and lack of confidence. And it was flipping those two things. That's where I started making a consistent income of $5,000 a month and working up to $10,000. So I would say like clarity on like some solid foundations, like know who you're helping how you're helping them, why you're helping them, have belief around that, you know, have a really simple strategy. Do not overcomplicate it. Like all you need to do is like meet people, show them you can help them and make offers to them. Like don't make it any more complicated than it needs to be. And then I think having one person that you listen to and block out the other noise because that was definitely another thing that slowed down my progress was comparing myself and following 5 billion coaches and they all tell me do reels do tiktok do this do that do this do this don't do this don't do this and it was like well then what am i supposed to do you know and so i think finding your person and absolutely that can take time but find your group of coaches that sort of are on the same wavelength that you resonate with. And then just don't listen to all the others um, because otherwise you're going to be stopping and starting all of the time because you will hear people say one thing and then you'll hear a whole group of other people say the opposite. Yeah, so,
0: so true. It's that stay in your lane. You know, I always say to my clients, like, use what other people are doing as inspiration. But the reason why they're doing what they're doing doesn't necessarily mean it's the reason why you should be doing it, because you have different values, you've got a different why, you've, you know, you live differently. And that's that real like use this for inspiration. Like I love like landing on someone's page and looking at their content and being like, oh, I really like the way that they've done that. But I'm not going to go, oh, I'm going to go do that because they're obviously more successful than me. And therefore that's what's made it it work for them. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it will only ever work for them because they're doing them. So, yeah. you know, we do what's going to work for us. I really love that. Yeah. And,
1: and like, I think- it does take trial and error. Like, it does take time to figure out what's your thing. So, it's not to say like, yeah, just don't listen to anyone ever again, but just don't see it as like, there is this only one way, right way to do it. Find a way that works for you and feels congruent and then just stick to that because it's not the dabbling in something that works. It's the commitment to mastery that does. And so like everyone you're following that's saying, do this, don't do this. They're all right because it works for them because they've committed to it. And so just, I think knowing that if if I had really known that at a truly deep level from day one, I'd probably be past the million dollar mark and onto several million because I just spent so much time thinking that there was this one way, be all and end all secret. And I was missing the secret and I just fell for people's marketing so much thinking that, okay, if I invest in this, then I'll have it all. And they all say somewhat the same thing on the inside, just packaged slightly differently. And I just wish I had trusted you know, myself a little bit more because now what I do today that helps me make tens and tens of thousands of dollars a month is actually the very first thing I intuitively did from day one in my business. And I just got so sidetracked along the way. Um, And no regrets. I don't live by regrets. But if I could give that one piece of advice, it would be to like trust yourself and do the thing that feels the best and go all in on that. I love this so much. And it's
0: got me thinking about something I listened to yesterday, which was how sometimes the coaching industry can almost create the problem (laughs) so that they can create the solution, right? So it's like, never have like a tricky client again, if you do my course. And I'm like, but having a tricky client isn't even really that much of a problem because listen, we're dealing with humans and humans can be fucking tricky. Like, and that's normal. It's a very normal part of process in business. If you're thinking about a very long term, sustainable, you know, lifelong business, you're going to get tricky clients that you're going to get clients that are having a hard time and you're going to get clients that need a lot of holding. And that's not necessarily a problem.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you learn so much from the mistakes, the tricky clients, the failures. Like I learn more from that than I learn from anything else. And it's always important to remember there's actually always two sides of the coin. Like you could see it as like never have a tricky client again, or you could see it as having tricky clients actually means you're growing and scaling and doing something. Like I'd rather have a tricky client than be so fussy about who I let in that I actually, I block a lot of potentially great people in my business right? Or I block potential learnings and areas of growth. Like it's the challenging conversations and things that have come up for me that's helped me evolve as a human being. So the the goal isn't to avoid failure, it's to lean into that, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that that's so key to come back to that things aren't always necessarily a problem. Don't um, make them a problem and also don't make yourself wrong that you're having to navigate that. It is business. It's business. That's part of business, you know. It's like missed payment plans. Oh, I never have missed payment plans. I guarantee that you do because, you know. And I know that, we're, like, we speak about this in our mastermind. But people change their cards and they forget, and so the card payment doesn't go through. Like, it's so simple. It's not a problem, right? Yeah. And even if it is a problem, there's a solution to that problem. And mm-hmm. I think you know, certainly as you know, coaches in the space that we're in, like we're we're always just supporting our clients with things that feel like a problem, but there's always a solution.
1: Mm, Yeah, love it. So you
0: combine psychology, mindset and energy. So talk to me a little bit about your method and how you got to that that method in the first place.
1: Yeah. So again, through all the investments I made um, in my business in the you know, starting phases. I felt like, you know, in the beginning, I thought, okay, all I need is the strategy. Someone tell me what to do. And so I invested in the strategy support, very quickly realized like, okay, I have all this strategy in front of me and I'm not doing it. Why is that? Well, that's because my mindset was appalling. So then I invested in mindset support and started to really build my confidence. And then all of a sudden I was using the strategy and therefore getting results. But then... I would see people online that were just like making money whilst asleep and making money whilst sipping margaritas on the beach. And I'm like, well, here I am sitting at my computer eight hours a day, like hustling away. I'm certainly not sipping margaritas at the beach. Like, I'm missing something. Like, it doesn't seem like working harder is the answer here. And you know, when I looked at the common denominator between those that seem to just like flow and and have these quote unquote effortless results, um, I realized that the common denominator there was energetics. So then I invested in an energy coach. And so then all of a sudden I had invested in my psychology, my strategy and energy. And that's where things started to really flow, feel aligned and quantum leap, right? So I went from inconsistent $4,000 months to consistent 10,000 and then jumped to 20 then jumped to 30 and so forth and I believe it's not because of just the psychology or just the strategy or just the energy it's it's the combination of the three so I often hear people say like energy is the only thing that matters and and then I invest in their courses and programs and they're teaching so much strategy right so it's like there's I really just believe there is all three required you need a strong mindset, you need an aligned marketing strategy um, and you need um, to master energetics as well. So I really created my method, which I call the rising coach method through figuring out on my own, like how to get aligned, scalable results in my business. And I I found it was from the combination of the three that allowed me to do so.
0: Yeah. I so concur. I'm so with you on that. And interestingly, I feel like because energetics had such a moment, I would say en- energetics <clears throat> and embodiment. I mm. feel like for a while there, I had a lot of clients who were coming to me and they were like, I'm doing all of the things, you know, I'm really in my body. I'm letting that lead, you know, my energy's clean, but I'm not getting the results. And they'd forgotten the mindset. Their mindset mm. was still that of like, this isn't possible. I'm not sure I can do yeah. this. And that was what I found really interesting. Like Actually, we the body... In- The body leads, right? We know that the body leads, but I personally find that when I can get my mind on board, like when I can see, you know, see what's possible for me through a strategy, through money mapping, it's so easy for my body to work with me. Whereas when I'm like, no, I've just got to let the body lead. My mind can often feel quite unsafe, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm in full agreement there. I really believe it requires all three. Like I see people with just the energetics where they're in flow in their body, listening to their intuition, but like not taking action because they don't have any clue what they're doing strategy-wise. They struggle. I see people that are in body and in their flow and whatever, but like you said, have a poor mindset. They struggle. Same with people with strategy but no mindset and energetics and and it goes all through like Always, right? And so it's it's the combination of both. And it's not the perfection of all three. It's a journey, but it's definitely like the the pathway and the commitment to mastering those three. And you'll see as your mindset, your strategy, and your energetics evolve, so will you. So it, it really goes hand in hand. They need to up level together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I find that I'd be interested to see what you think here, but I personally, in, in my, my own business and obviously supporting my clients, I feel like there's different seasons where sometimes oh, yeah. one of these areas lead. Like sometimes I absolutely have a season in my business where I'm like, my strategy is so solid that I really get to play with the energetics and just like what feels good right now, you know, mm. and I love that. But then there's other stages of my business where it's like, right, I really, really need to double down on that strategy. Yeah. Because that's actually the most important thing right now.
1: Yeah, I agree. And that's why, you know, it's not about the perfection. What I think it's about is the consistency of them. So it's like, it, not every season's going to be the same. Definitely not. We're going to have really tough times. And, you know, when your personal life gets, you know, disrupted as well, of course, that can, you know, shift things a little bit and that's okay. But when you are Consistent in these three pillars more often than not. Uh, that's usually the subconscious underlying stuff that's going in the background. So, for example, once I've learned the strategy, I don't need to sit there and like be fo- so focused on it all the time. It it becomes natural to do so, right? So it's like if 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 a tough time in my personal life was to come up, it's not like I suddenly forget about the strategy and starting from ground zero again. It's like sure, I might not show up as much as I usually do, but it doesn't disrupt all the prior effort and work, right? And, and things like that. So um, yeah, it's going to shift and waver and that's totally okay.
0: And it's making me think about those early stages where, you know, I I say this a lot and it can feel a bit bum clench for some people because in those early stages, it's really easy to treat your business like a hobby. And it's Mm. only when you start treating it like a business that you will see results. You know, it's like 100%. you don't you don't pick it up and put it down and pick it up and put it down. Well, if you do, then you're going to get inconsistent results. What creates yeah. consistent results is consistently being in and on your business, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, I fully um, empathize with people starting out in different circumstances, like when you've got a newborn or when you've got children or if you're working a really high level, you know, time-consuming job when you're... St- like everyone starts in different circumstances. But I've also seen and heard so many stories of despite those circumstances people succeeding when they've got the commitment and i think often it does come down to priorities it, um and yeah you see some of the biggest global businesses being built in the in the darkest times such as the pandemic and you know all of those sorts of things so i think You know, really anchoring into that—that regardless of your circumstances, it is possible if you are committed. You do the work, you're consistent, you show up, um, and you align those three pillars, right? So, I I want people to believe that it's possible for them, regardless, because it's so easy to tell us these stories that because we're working or because we've got a family or because this or because that we can't we can't do it. But if there's a will, there's a way, and the only way to change your current situation is is through doing the work, right?
0: Definitely. Priorities, trade-offs.
1: Yeah, you know? exactly. And
0: again, it's actually when you really bring, strip things down to the bare bones, it's actually really simple. You know, mm. am I being consistent? Am I, you know, looking and, and identifying the, the current trade-offs and being really okay with them? Because I know that, you know, in me prioritizing this, it's going to help me get closer to that goal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, you know, when I reflect back on when I was starting out in my business, I remember comparing myself to those where it seemed so easy because I was seeing the highlight reel on their social medias and, you know, thinking that, I'm missing something when really the reason they're in that position is because of the trade-offs making it a priority and being consistent it didn't always look easy that way like the reason it's easy for them now is because of all the hard work they did prior and so now new coaches or service-based businesses might follow my account and be like oh she's got a clear calendar she's making all of this money she's making money in her sleep how's she doing this well if you look at my whole journey that's so not how I started I didn't start with a clear calendar I started working five casual jobs. I'd get up early. I'd stay up late. I wouldn't see friends on weekends often. Like I would in the bathroom on my break, you know, <laughs> on, you know, at work, I would reply to people and post on my stories. Like I would just do whatever I could, um, with the time that I had available. And so I had those trade-offs. You just don't see them now f- three or four years later, right? But they were absolutely there. And I, I know that that's the case for everyone you see succeeding is they've pro- they prioritize their business. No one just blows up accidentally, you know? Like, sure, some people might have some, you know, quote, unquote, lucky circumstances arise like, you know, maybe their account blowing up, but it's not because they did nothing. They still did something, you know, and, and that's how it got there. And then it's, you know, there's also so many people with heaps of followers, heaps of this and that, that aren't making money. So it's like, there's so much more that plays, you know, a role in creating, you know, financial and emotional fulfillment and success than people recognize. Mm,
0: so with you on that. And that leads me really nicely, actually, to kind of speaking to how the industry's changed What's different in terms of what your clients are facing now and and how have you helped them to move through that?
1: Yeah, I mean, the industry always changing, right? And I think it can depend on so many things. But the one thing that I have noticed in my time in business, so for context, I've been in business for almost four years, so long enough to get a good idea of it, but also Um, recognizing I haven't been in the industry for decades and decades. But from what I have noticed in the last four years, I think it's gone through a few cycles now already. But even I'm noticing this year, um, people are needing a lot more certainty and trust before they buy. um, Because I think there have been, unfortunately, a number of people in the industry that have made a bad rep on it from not being congruent, from scamming people and so forth, that it is making people a little bit more scarce. But I also recognize that that's not everyone's reality. It's just something to consider that building that like no trust factor, being consistent in who you're talking to, what you're offering, and and having a consistent brand and messaging, all of that seems to really matter right now. um, To build the trust and the safety, people seem to be you know, desiring that or needing that before making purchasing decisions. But I would also love to hear your take on it because everyone's going to see things from different lenses. But that's one thing I've noticed.
0: Yeah. And I would say to add to that, we've really had to unleash that entrepreneurial spirit.
1: You Mm. know, I think
0: because there's been, you know, the looming recession and big changes in the industry, we're just having to be really smart, really nimble, you know, pivot, tweak, um, be in the data a lot more, really yeah. support ourselves, you know, internally in terms of that mindset and energetics. And mm. yeah, I think there's been a real, there's been an upgrade. The way that I see it is there's been an upgrade. And so True.
1: the congruent, the incongruent people are fizzling out. Like they can't really sustain it. It's like, it's more obvious than ever before is something I've noticed. Like if you're in business for the wrong reasons, if what you say you help people with, you don't actually, actually have those results yourself, people will seem to be catching on to that a lot faster.
0: Totally. And I believe that energetics don't lie. Right. So I think for a while there, yeah, there was a lot of smoke and mirrors and, and, and I see it as a really beautiful thing because, you know, for those of us who are so devoted to the industry, who are so devoted to supporting, you know, women and business in, in business, um, you know, there's still so much space for us. And Mm -hmm. interestingly, I'm not necessarily seeing a change in, in results. I'm, I'm actually seeing some brilliant results happening in my space. But certainly the way in which we're getting those results is, is ever-changing, you know?
1: Yeah. And the other thing I've noticed is AI has come on board in the last, you know, um, six or so months, um, and is rapidly just entering this space, and of course that is helping people in many ways. I think another shift that I'm now seeing because of that is your personal story and personalization in your content matters more than ever before because everyone's content, if with like that uses AI, there's no personalization. It's all. I can I can sense it. I can see the post and like that was chat GPT, you know, like whereas if you insert your personality and actually write in the way that you talk, that seems to stand out now more than the the cookie cutter approach that AI generates.
0: Yeah, definitely. A lot more like lifestyle content, really showing people yeah. showing people who you are to reinforce mm-hmm. or to strengthen the know, like and trust.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. So that's a lot to for you guys who are listening to take away. Finally, what does being a magnetic woman mean for you?
1: Mm, when I think of being a magnetic woman, I really think of embodiment. I think what really is magnetic and attracts people is being an embodiment of what it is you preach or teach, right? So um, if you're a health and fitness coach, what's really magnetic is living and breathing health and fitness in a way that feels fun and abundant and consistent and congruent for you. Same with if you're a relationship or dating coach, same with if you're a business coach. So, you know, some of my core values is, is results, is relationships, is freedom of choice. That's, and I know that's something you and I are both really aligned on is freedom, right? And so, making sure if I say that freedom is important to me, that my life actually reflects that more often than not. So I love that I have a spacious calendar. Like it would be so easy for me to throw around the word freedom. Like here, I can help you grow a freedom-based business, but I'm actually trapped with one-on-one clients all day back to back calendar or whatever, but when I say I've got a freedom-based lifestyle, I mean I can pick up my computer and I can work from anywhere. Does that mean I'm traveling 24-7 in a backpack? No, I actually don't desire that lifestyle to be honest. I love stability. I love my home. I love my space and I know you do too, but knowing that I have the choice if I so desire, that's what I love. It's just, it's having the choice. It doesn't mean I need to be sipping margaritas on the beach, but knowing that if I wanted to, like if you called me up today and you're like, do you want to go to the beach? knowing that I could so easily say yes to that because my calendar allows, I love that. So it's the choice. I love the spaciousness. So yeah, what I say is important to me, what I value, my life reflects that. So you could not know me and just look at my day in the life or look at how I live my life and see that there is a match between what I say and what I do. That to me is magnetic. I'm so attracted to that in other people. Like I love that what you say is what you do, and I have no doubt in my mind that that's why you are so successful in your personal life and in your business. And that's what I was attracted to in our coach is the the embodiment piece. That to me is so magnetic and abundant, and that's that's a magnetic woman to me for sure.
0: Mm, all of that, all of that. It's exactly how I, <laughs> why I trademarked that term.
1: <laughs> yes, I love it. So, where, where can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. So, if you're listening to this, my guess is you like podcasts. So, I've got a podcast called Rising Coaches with Sophia Bernardi, and I interviewed Pandora there. So, I think that'll be a fun place for you to come check out. I, I add a lot of value there top of that I have a Facebook community um and you can come find me on Instagram at Sophia Rose Bernardi that's where I'm sharing my offers and where you can connect with me on a daily basis so yeah they're the the three main places beautiful thank you so much thank you